There's no secret formula for scaling support and boosting customer satisfaction. But there is the all-new service hub from HubSpot. It makes it infinitely easier to scale customer support and increase retention. By bringing service and support together in one powerful platform, you can deliver the best experiences for your customers and your teams. Free up time for your reps to focus on complex issues with an AI-powered help desk. Proactively drive retention with customer health scores that help keep your business ahead, stopping churn in its tracks. And give your entire go-to-market team the data they need to operate as one unified, powerful front. Also, you can better connect with customers and keep them happy. Secrets out. HubSpot Service Hub is a game changer. Visit HubSpot.com service to do more for your customers today. Howdy, folks. It is Monday, August 29th. I'm Jacob Cohen, and this is the Hustle Daily Show. Later today, Rob is going to be coming on to help break down all the changes happening at Peloton. The company's stock is down around 90% since this time last year, and things seem like a little bit of a mess. But when you look a little deeper, new CEO Barry McCarthy is placing some really interesting strategic bets to shore up the company's balance sheet and deliver future growth, and we are going to discuss. But before we get to that, we're going to take a quick look at what else is going on in the business and tech world. Let's get crack a leg. All right, first things first. NASA's Artemis 1 mission was scheduled for liftoff at 8.33 a.m. Eastern Time this morning, assuming all went well. And if that is still the plan, you can catch the 322-foot-tall SLS rocket, the most powerful ever, launch the Orion capsule to orbit around the moon and back. Interestingly, there are two mannequins on board named Helga and Zohar, equipped with 5,600 sensors being used to measure how the bodies of women would be impacted by radiation on future flights. Very cool stuff indeed. Up next, the U.S. Open starts today. Tickets cost 60% more than in 2021, and the Open's official Honeydew's beverage at $22 costs 10% more than it did in 2021. Most significant are the price increases for women's matches. Why? Serena Williams is retiring Sometime after the U.S. Open and prices for the women's semifinals at the Open are double what they were last year. Moving along, on September the 3rd, moviegoers in the United States will be able to get $3 tickets at 3,000 U.S. theaters. The National Association of Theater Owners organized the promo in hopes that it will attract more customers amid a slow end to the summer season. Cineworld, which owns Regal Cinemas, cited a low number of major new releases in its plans to declare bankruptcy. As of last week, August box office sales were trailing 2019 totals by 20%, and it's important to note that there have been 30% fewer wide releases this year in comparison. In other news, LastPass ended the week saying that no passwords were stolen when hackers broke into the company's systems and stole some source code, which is good because more than 30 million people use the service to save their passwords. That is good news. Also, T-Mobile and SpaceX are partnering to offer Starlink satellite connectivity and T-Mobile serviced phones next year, though at first the service will only enable slowly delivered text most likely, but still cool, still very cool. And lastly, a mint condition Mickey Mantle baseball card bought for $50,000 in 1991 sold for $12.6 million yesterday, a sports memorabilia record. So the lesson here obviously is hold on to everything, never get rid of anything, become a hoarder because you never know what something might be worth, right? Okay, and with that, let's discuss Peloton. 
All right, Rob, what is going on with Peloton? That is the big question, JC. So if you remember back to the early days of the pandemic, Peloton went absolutely crazy. Like it was the biggest pandemic stock probably other than Zoom. Like it went absolutely nuts, was up. It was great for business, the pandemic. Great for business. Can't go to the gym anymore. Need a way to work out. Get a Peloton. And all of a sudden, as soon as people started getting out a little bit more, and I think even before that, Mm -hmm. things started kind of going sideways for Peloton. It kind of seemed like not everything made a ton of sense with their business model. But I think like there's a lot of talk about like their inventory and like not being able to keep up. And the company just had a lot going on and seemed like they were kind of trying to do too much. Long story short, Peloton stock has gotten absolutely hammered. It has, mm-hmm. It's at $10 now. During the pandemic, it went up to, I think, around like $150 per share. Yeah. Um, it has been a really rough year for Peloton. They've laid off more than 3,000 people. They've yeah. made three different series of layoffs. Um, and ultimately, you know, they don't have the kind of boon of the pandemic anymore to really yeah. keep this lifeboat afloat. So their founder, this guy, John Foley, uh, who was the CEO up until very up until very recently. Yeah. He was recently replaced by this guy, Barry McCarthy, who kind of took over. And as soon as he got there, the first thing he said was, I had no idea how screwed up things were. Like he basically uh, said, things great. are way worse <laughs> than I thought. Yeah. The last thing that you want to hear. Hey, at least he's honest. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and um, so he's doing all these things to basically try to bring Peloton's business back, bring it back into the black, make its stock look good again, and make it an appealing investment for investors and an appealing product for consumers. Yeah. So what are some of the things he's doing to make that happen? It's kind of hard to parse. I mentioned the layoffs earlier. Mm -hmm. They've shuttered a lot of stores. Yeah. They've increased a lot of prices. They've scaled back manufacturing and distribution operations. They introduced a bike rental program. They are Mm -hmm. offering tiered subscriptions for the Peloton (laughs) app. They're allowing users to take Peloton classes on any equipment they announced a revamped bike that can be self-assembled like Ikea furniture, and oh they even God. partnered with Amazon. So now they're selling their bikes through Amazon. It's not just through the Peloton store anymore. Right. And so with all of that, I do kind of have like an assessment on what I think they're doing. And I yeah. I think I agree with it. Okay. Yeah, because it kind of sounds like they're throwing spaghetti at the wall here. A hundred percent. Looking at all of those things at once, that's exactly how it feels. I think if I had to parse it and really come up with like a cohesive strategy for what I think they're doing, I think they're doubling down on accessibility and Mm -hmm. making it so that more people can take Peloton classes because I really think that's their strongest asset and they're starting to realize that. Yeah. And they're scaling back pretty much everything else. So the original Peloton was essentially kind of a luxury product, right? You would order this very expensive workout bike online. They would ultimately deliver it to you and they offered this white glove assembly and service. Yeah. And it was, it was very much kind of like luxury and aspirational positioning. Yeah. And, you know, you remember the commercials, like people throwing their Peloton like right in the window so that all their neighbors yeah. could see it. And yeah, <laughs> and that it was, sort they, of stuff. their commercials were insane. They'd put a Peloton yeah. in the middle of a beautiful like $4 million house, like the <laughs> right. least relatable thing ever. A hundred percent. It was absolutely absurd. They've had some pretty crazy commercials. I think they got in trouble for a few of them. Yeah. But ultimately, you think about that Peloton, I think they're moving kind of off that luxury pedestal if Mm -hmm. I'm taking a look at this. So revamping the bike to allow for self-assembly, no longer a luxury product. People are putting it together. You know, They're partnering with Amazon. So it's not this kind of fully controlled Peloton experience anymore. 
they are talking about offering kind of like a freemium app experience where people will be able to access Peloton classes for some classes for free Mm -hmm. using other equipment. So they're kind of opening up the floodgates to let people check out Peloton's classes and get familiar with their instructors. I think this is really smart. So like all of that stuff of like keeping this kind of self-contained Peloton network where they are doing like all the manufacturing, the distribution, all of that stuff, delivering it to you, putting it together, that all costs a lot of money. And when you're when your business isn't doing well, yes, you kind of have to rethink some of that stuff. And so I think that's what Barry McCarthy's doing here is just thinking like, what are the essentials that we need to invest in? And at the end of the day, I think he really like looks at their fitness classes and their app as kind of the two most important assets that they have. Yeah. And obviously hardware is not far behind, but ultimately I think they're they're looking at that as kind of what they want to double down on and they're willing to be a lot more flexible with everything else. Right. And you I think that you make some good points, especially uh, when you said it costs a lot of money to do what they do. But an interesting point that was made in shareholder letter while they are cutting down on some of these costs across the board, making some of these pivots and trying a lot of these things out also costs a lot of money. Right. So while they reduced their operating loss, a lot of the loss that they did have was generated by a lot of these things they're trying out, <laughs> right. experimenting. And one thing that I thought was so funny, you mentioned the they're trying out like a bike rental yeah. kind of program. To highlight how how much of like an experimental mindset they're in right now, Barry McCarthy, the CEO, said, you know, he's not sure if they're going to lean into that or not because he doesn't know if it's a nuclear bomb kind of program or the path to the promised land. So like they are really, <laughs> that's a quote, and they, they are really just trying things out, seeing what works. Totally. I mean, their, their stock popped, I think, 20% when they announced that Amazon partnership But and you alluded to it, like their numbers as they've been going through this pivot are really, really bad. Like, I don't actually think we touched on that earlier. So their stock dropped 13 percent after they reported earnings because the numbers were so bad after jumping because of that Amazon news. So they lost over a billion dollars last quarter, one point two billion. They had a drop in revenue, a drop in membership, and they had the biggest monthly churn number I think they've ever had. So Peloton's always been super transparent about how much people are using their bikes. And they've always been super proud about like how many workouts people are doing per week. Like if you looked at their earnings reports during the pandemic, they are extremely detailed. And that's great when things are good. When they're not good, you can't really hide from anything. And that's the scary part for them right now is it it is really bad. And bada bing, bada boom, that's going to do it for us today, folks. Thanks for tuning in to the Hustle Daily Show, our proud part of the HubSpot Podcast Network. Our editor today is Ezra Trupiano, our executive producer is Darren Clark. I'm Jacob Cohen here with Rob Litters. We've got a lot more tech and business coverage in our newsletter. If you're not subscribed, you can go get yourself signed up at thehustle.co, and we'll see you tomorrow.